1: Jonathan Fritzen.
0: And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen.
1: Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to Talkingsmoothjazz.com and click on Sam Hankins' picture that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. Today, I welcome trumpeter Sam Hankins to the show. His current CD is called Nothing between us and um, he has been teaching music for 18 years and I'm happy to have him on the show welcome Sam
2: hey Terry how you doing
1: I am doing well welcome to the show happy to have you
2: well thank you very much I'm, I'm I'm honored to be here thank you very
1: much and, yeah and congratulations on your 18 years in the business
2: well thank you yes I'm telling you boy I don't know where time went it's
1: just
2: whoo, <laughs> it's flown by <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Let me introduce you to my co host, Mike Reynolds. Mike, meet Sam Hankins. Hey, Sam, how's
2: it doing? Hey, how you doing Mike? Doing well. How how you doing?
1: So, Sam, your 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 foray or entrance into teaching music in schools, was that, um, something that um you followed your father's footsteps in doing?
2: Um no, um I, you know, it's kind of hard to explain. I, I always had that, that nurturing, teaching bug in me ever since I started playing, playing music. Or even when I, I get together with some of my friends, and you know, I usually try to you know offer my two cents and help. You know, hey, let's do it this way. And so I, I think as I was growing up, I was being groomed to to be that nurturing, teaching teacher. And that is something that just came about even when I was in college and even when I was playing. And, <clears throat> majoring in music performance, uh, but I decided to, you know, get a music performance degree as well as an uh, education degree. And, and, and it's something that just went in naturally. I mean, it, it, I just felt more comfortable uh, comfortable doing it. And, and so I really wasn't planning on going that direction. It just kind of led me there in that direction.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you have a... Um, you come from a musical family, for sure. Tell us about that.
2: <laughs> oh, well... I- on well, my father's side, and uh, he had close to about thirteen, fourteen siblings. And my grandmother was like the the queen of grandmothers. Uh, she was a gospel singer in the church. And the, you know, family was very large. And my uncles and aunts, they was all singers. And you know, came through church. And my father was a singer as well. And so I kind of grew up around hearing, you know, that side, all the music in the house. And my uncles, and aunts come over and they start singing. And so. Me and my brother, you know, we just kind of sat there and kind of spoke it in. And, um, he, you know, my father started out as singers as well. And and my brother kept on, you know, he was a great vocalist, a great singer. I just kind of went, I said, you know what, I want to play the instrument. <laughs> kind of like, kind of broke away from the uh, family tradition and started playing the instrument. But, uh, you know, my father was a harmonica player, and he also had his own band that he did and gig uh, weekly. And, and so I kind of liked that. And, you know, it was a uh, – Tribute band. It was a James Brown tribute band that he did, and he he can do all the moves and do all the stuff that James Brown was doing, and and so I just you know I just kind of grew up around it, you know, just and just enjoying all types of styles of music.
1: But you Mm. started playing the guitar first.
2: Right, right, yeah, yeah. Like I say, you know, I started playing. You know, well, we start uh, vocals. You know, you start teaching us how to sing and. Going through that, and I, I was, you know, it was pretty good. Everything started, you know, was well with the vocals till I hit puberty and my voice starts changing, and
3: it was mm-hmm. like, uh, uh,
2: someday, someday it's like, oh, something, something's not right here, you know. Usually, <laughs> But vocals, you know, they can overcome that, but for some reason, it's just I just cannot overcome that. But, you know, I can still sing. I, you know, I do sing as well. But uh, at that time, I said, well, I'm gonna go to an instrument, so that's why I went to guitar and started you know, I wanna learn how to play guitar and I did that for a little bit and I was uh, just not hitting it and and it's like I tell people, you know, boy well, when I first first got to trumpet, when I, you know, you just interested in the trumpet is when I, I saw a, a film clip in school of Louis Armstrong playing the trumpet and it was just like something just hit me like ten times was like ah, oh, that's it, I wanna learn how to play that and and my uncle had an old trumpet, uh, down at grandmother's place and it was under the bed and so I went to took that out and start blowing on it and it just felt
1: felt good. I I've been with it ever since. Wow, okay. So yeah, I read that um in your bio, I read that your father had encouraged you, um, to begin playing the guitar but then you switched to the mm-hmm. trumpet. Now mm-hmm. um you did you decided to go into playing an instrument on your own, um, but how much of an influence was was your father on you in terms of, you know, getting into the music business itself?
2: Oh, well, you know, he, he really didn't push us into the business, as, you know, okay. because, you know, he had his, his 9 5 job as well, and then, you know, he did his music on the side. But, he, he, you know, growing up, you can tell that that was his passion. That was just something he, he wished he could do full-time. But he really didn't, you know, say, "Hey, don't get in this business. You're just going to be in a lot of hurt and misery." And you know, mm-hmm. it was nothing like that. He just, he just basically said, "Well, if you want to learn how to do this business, then you got to come to my gigs. You know, you got to see what's going on and and see see the ups and downs of what you know what you got to go through." And so I I of pretty much gravitated to it. I, it, it. To me, it was just like, you
1: know,
2: I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I wanted to be when I grew up, and. You know, I always wanted to be an entertainer, musician. You know, do you know what my father did? And so, no, it, it, you know, it was he was very encouraging. You know, even though I start playing different instruments, you know, he encouraged me. I hey, play as many instruments, learn how to play as many instruments that you can, and uh, hopefully it will help you down the road. Hmm. Uh,
4: now, you know, when you started playing and everything, did you know that um, you know you were going to be going into the different genres of music? that you were going to or what was the first genre that you really kind of concentrated on? Uh, the first, the, like I said, the first
2: genre growing up on was gospel music. You know, that, that's just, you know, grew up in the church, <clears throat> in the church. But, you know, once I started playing the instrument and everything because you know, I it was mostly R&B and soul, you know, because that's what the music I was hearing around the house, you know, and Al Green and, and James mm-hmm. Brown and and uh, Marvin Gaye and, and, you know, just, just growing up hearing, out, hearing all this stuff. And, that's pretty much the genre I learned and but when, like I said I got into school I started learning classical um, but like like I, said, I tell people this and it's kind of like strange like really you know my very first genre that I actually learned correctly in doing things was classical I was a classical trumpet player before I moved into into the jazz and everything so I kind of Kind of learned that, because my father kind of pushed me into, you know, you need to learn this type of style of music, you know, mm-hmm. this history, and you know, it was great that you know, I grew up around the R&B in the church, and but you know, you need to know, you know, the beginning, you know, there's another side, you know, there's a classical, uh, classical side, and so I spent a lot of time, a lot of years learning classical literature and learn how to play, you know, become a classical trumpet player, but you know, as time went on. You know, I kept getting calls, playing this band, that band, this band. So it kind of, you know, moved into the, another direction of the different genres, you know. But the classical did, I did have a good foundation. It did, you know, help me in different genres.
4: Right. Now, now how, you know, Go ahead. I'm sorry, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, the Mike. I know Terry had <laughs> mentioned that, you know, you was in music education and everything. And, uh, you know, you were the band director at Edison at Middle School. And you led them from, you know, struggling program into one of the premier programs in the uh, U.S. How did you? What was the um, strategy when you took that um, job and everything? and How was that opportunity to do that?
2: Oh, well, you know, at that you know at that time when I came in, uh, you know, coming coming out of college, becoming you know, I, mean, I was teaching. I think I took over at Edison though, probably my second year of teaching, and and there, you know, it was the original uh, band director who was there, uh, a very good friend of mine, and. You know, he, he built the program up, but when he retired, program kind of, got, you know, went down. And so when I came in, it was basically trying to rebuild it back up. And so, you know, it took it took time, a lot of energy, a lot of midnight oil, um, to spend a lot of hours there trying to um, bring in the kids or, you know, recruit the kids back into the band program and, and doing a lot of meetings, talking to the parents, trying to get them, you know, on my side and and you know, let them know what my vision is for this program. And you know, I told them, I said, look, I have, I have a goal, I have a dream, about taking this band to different festivals, different contests, and even winning nationals. You know, and it is just pretty much kind of looked at me like, what is he smoking? You know, he's just <laughs> <a
3: secretary. laughs>
2: You know, what, what is he talking about? And and you know that's you know that's what i had I, you know i had my goals and i was determined and it's just something about me i mean i'm i'm a very determined person and all, and it's not like i you know i can't listen or you know take people's suggestions as that well. you know i'm a very open minded but i am i'm i'm very i'm a go getter I'm, I'm very driven and and i want the best for my kids and my students and i want them to do well and so i will do whatever i got to do to to make that program work, and that's basically a lot of fundamentals, teaching them basics, and this, this basically, you know, pumping them up and telling them that they can do it, and, and a lot of them felt like they couldn't do it, and but in time, they could, and the program starts growing, and I start doing certain things, and we start doing a lot of festivals, and doing a lot of contests, and winning, and and it was, um, it was a journey. Mm.
1: Well, you did very well there. I mean, from what I've read, you, during your first year as a band director, you led the two bands to place first in division ratings in the state music competitions and then subsequently earned extensive recognition as one of the premier middle school band programs in Illinois and nationwide. So that's great. You did really Mm -hmm. well. I'm sure they're they're now looking at you all differently. Uh, Oh, he he did it. He did it. He said Mm -hmm. he was going to do it, and he did it, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It. I think
2: I think probably after my third year when I was there, I decided to take the band down to you know uh, Florida for a competition. You know, and it's, it's a Disney Music <laughs> Festival, and um, and they kind of like combine all the bands across the United States that end up competing. And you may have like eighty, ninety bands who to compete into this festival and everything. And and after everything said and done, um, I think. I um, If I can recall, about 147 groups. Uh, my 6th graders came in 23rd out of that national competition. My 7th and 8th graders came in 4th. Wow. That's the concert band, and my jazz band uh, came in 1st. Wow.
1: Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, so awesome. It was a good time. It was a good time. Okay. All right, let me welcome to the chat room. We have a guest in the chat room and Joe from Germany. Hey Joe, how are you? Um, I, I just want to go back a little bit because I'm curious, um, how old were you when you started playing um, the trumpet?
2: I started playing the trumpet, let me think,
3: <laughs>
2: um, probably when, I think sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade, that, I guess so, I'm thinking about 11, about 12, 11, 12, somewhere around there. That's so why okay. I started playing and, trumpet.
1: And during that time, were you sitting in on your father's gigs?
2: Uh, no, I didn't sit at, at the beginning. No, I, you know, that happened later on down the road when okay. I felt more comfortable when I was, like, probably in in uh, high school, uh, going okay. to high school. You know, I was I had a chance to get learn how to get burned, you know, get thrown into okay. fire.
1: Yeah. Okay. So at that point you had some understanding of playing your instrument and, you know, watching a band or or knowing what what goes on on stage. So when you were sitting in on your father's gigs, what did you learn then that you carried through with you through your career that really helped you uh, out?
2: Wow, that's a good question. Um something he always tell you know, it's something he always told me, even when I'm on stage or I'm playing with any group or if I'm sitting in, if you walk in, you know, he said, When you solo or when you're playing, you know, people want to hear you. They don't you know, it's good that you can imitate and play all the other licks and this and that, but he always kept harping it's always in me, he said, Keep it simple. Keep
3: Mm -hmm. it
2: simple. Keep it simple. I'm just saying, What are you talking about? Keep it simple I got to get through these changes. I got to get that kind of <laughs> These guys are kicking up on the stage, and you keep saying, keep it soup. And I couldn't, I couldn't understand that. And I said, well, wait. You know, I'm just so like, I'm going to go get myself, because, you know, he would throw me in the fire. He said, all right, you're going to have to learn. And, and back in those days, mm-hmm. when you go on a solo, you got thrown up there, and you, you try to hang in, do your best. If not, you just take your little horn and bow your head down and just walk off the stage. And
3: mm-hmm. that was just days
2: in the cutthroats, you know, and, so going through that I was just like Keep it simple and, and so that's why I have pretty much carried through out everything I mean because you know we can as musicians I'm not speaking for all musicians, but you know we we can get up there and, and play a solo that we think we burn in we can play all the fast notes and all the runs and, mm-hmm. and everything else but you forget that you're not playing for yourself you're playing for the audience because the audience needs to know what you're feeling and and that's basically, I kind of understood as time went on. It's just keeping things simple. You know, if you can play a whole note and two or three notes, hey, play it, but make it some filling. And it's is all about filling. And so my father had a totally different way of approaching things. And, and so I kind of, you know, that's what's been carrying me, carrying me through all this time.
1: Okay, that's good. That's good. All right. Okay, let's get into some of your music. Um, the CD is called Nothing Between Us. Uh, tell us about that.
2: Oh, it, it was it was a project that uh came about when I did my first C D, uh it was entitled Dreamcatcher. I uh, like I say, I was unknown, nowhere really knew who I was and <clears throat> and previously before I time last I was, you know, planning to learn how to play Trump and stuff like that. I was writing. You know, I was I, I always been composing and writing for, for a while, even though, you know, as I got older in my twenties and, and my thirties and and well we, you know, we'll stop there. But you know, as I got older
3: <laughs> and I'm always
2: continue continue writing. And so uh, when I put out the my first CD, uh Dreamcatcher, it was just basically music that I I written for other people. You know, I written, okay. written music and, and I you know, my goal was always to be another uh, Quincy Jones, another mini Quincy Jones, you know, write write music for other people and so I did that and I pulled it out and and uh, you know, it got some good reviews and you know, for people who, you know, who didn't, you know, I never uh, knew who I was. And he kept saying, aren't you a trumpet player? I could be not playing on this CD. And so after all these demands, I just said, well, okay. So I that's why I'm nothing between this it came But I decided to sit down and write a CD where I'm playing some of my music. And so that's basically how it came about.
1: All right, we're talking to trumpeter Sam Hankins. Um, His current CD is called Nothing Between Us. Um, Visit his website at samhankinsmusic.com. I'm going to start with the title track, and this is Nothing Between Us. I like that one. That is the title track from Sam Hankins' current CD, Nothing Between Us. Who's doing the background vocals?
2: Um, that, like I so said, my brother's on the CD. Easy, okay. kind of laying some things down and and having you know great musicians who help out and stuff like that. So it, right. it was on. It was it, was like, it,
1: was, it was good putting it together. It was nice. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah.
1: Now you you had a question, Mike?
4: No, 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 no. I was just saying that okay. that track was very nice. Oh, um, yeah.
1: so, well, thank you. So, Sam, you mentioned, um, you know, that you had written music for other people, and I read that you had composed over 150 pieces. So, can you tell us some of the people <laughs> that you wrote for?
2: Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> it was it was like known it was like known artists, big artists. This is based on some of my friends, and you know, different, you know, local bands and local groups, uh, stuff like that. I. You know, that's what I'm saying. I wish, I wish I could have wrote some for some of the big people. Whew, I'll tell you,
3: <laughs> like <laughs> you know?
2: But no, it's just mostly, it's just, it's just been mostly like friends and people at school. You know, composition works and stuff like that. You know, things. You know, to, you know, if somebody comes to me and say, hey, you know, uh, I need you know this type of piece, and I said okay, you know, I kind of put something together. So no, most of my stuff has all been local, uh, local. Okay you know I love right. the groups, but, no, but I'm I'm like I say I'm keeping my fingers crossed one maybe one day you
1: know you never know
3: yeah.
1: well yeah. now you you did play on a mutual friend of um Mike's and mine uh Joe Del Rosario's side by side CD Oh
3: yeah
1: yeah,
2: yeah. well great yeah. Yeah, I love those guys yeah, yeah, Joe is a is a phenomenal musician great person and um but yeah we came about and he just he called me and say I'm hearing a trumpet on something. I <laughs> said, "Okay, let me just, just send the track. Let me hear what I can see what I can do." And uh, yeah, 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 Jordan, we sure they they're great guys. Uh, I just I just appreciate them. Let me uh, collaborate and put my two cents on it. You know.
1: Mm, okay, so if you have the side by side CD, the song that Sam played on is called "Miles Away, Feeling Dizzy." Um, mm. so check that out. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I listened to that last night. It's like, oh, there he is. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, it's nice. Very good. Very good track. All right. So now, um tell us about your um international um um I, I read that you pursued an international teaching career in the country of Bermuda. Tell me about that. Oh
2: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that that kind of came when <clears throat> when I was at, still at Edison. Um, I think I was there for about 11 years and, you know, I pretty much have reached a peak, you know, I've done everything I can do at the middle school and, and, and I got approached by one of the, uh, ambassadors or recruiters who've been in and out of the States looking for band directors. And he called me up and, and asked me, you know, we are building a brand new high school here in Bermuda and we've been, you know, been doing international search for a music director to come in and, uh, to students and and I kind of like looking at the phone I'm saying well, who is this <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know just out
3: of the blue I said
2: well, who, who are you looking for you know and with all the thousands to thousands of band directors and you know in in the United States I said you called me he said yeah mm-hmm. I've been you know I've been um, tracking your career I've been watching you for the last three or four years what you've been doing with the program huh <laughs> I was just like it was a little scary you know it's like somebody stalking me for that long and wow. Uh, you know, but anyway, it was it was a good thing. And he asked me, you know, how, you know, how would you like to come and and you know teach? And so I did a lot of soul searching, and I, I felt like you know it, it was time to move on and try to do something a little bit different. And I think I did what I needed to do at the middle school at that time. And so you know, I thought it would be a great opportunity, and so I jumped on it, and it was it was good. You know, I went up there and. Them, you know, talking music because, you know, their <clears throat> their music is not like the same as ours here in the States because it's more only on a British uh realm. and so you know, so I you know, their concept of uh band music, you know, is pretty much similar to us, but you know, it's some things are a little bit different. I had to uh had to learn the culture, you know, and you know, certain things that I'm thinking that, you know, hey, this what you know it's normal. You know, it's not normal over there, you know, it's it's something new, so it, it, it took time for you know for me to learn the culture and for them to learn me you know as well, and so it was good. I guess you know taught them. We had some good concerts. Had a nice little combo that you know we played played out, and so they enjoyed it. You know it was it was a, it was a good time.
1: How long well, were you there?
2: I was just there for two years. Uh Did, okay. uh, did for two years and um, you know started a program, built it up, and somebody else kind of came in and did it for another two years. It was more like a. More like a peace corps, you know. You kind of, you know, you do about two years, and they bring somebody else in, and, and they keep them, you know, they keep it rotating, different people. I mean, you could stay if you, you know, if you, you know, you choose to stay, but you know, they gotta, uh, you know, they gotta work on your visa, you know, they gotta work on your contract, you know, mm-hmm. for you to come stay longer. But you, you're not a citizen there, so it's, you know, there, it's a lot of paperwork that you gotta go through if you want to stay there.
1: Okay, and how did you yeah. like Bermuda itself? I'm sorry, Mike.
2: How did you make like Bermuda itself? Oh, I, I, I love it. I mean, seventy seventy two degree weather every day. I was like, <laughs> I was right across a beach. The beach, you know, I could walk out of my little apartment and boy, there's the beach. Yeah, you know, it was and it was like, you know, it's you know, look, you know, all all that pleasure. You know, after a while, you know, you know, too much of a good thing could be, you know, a bad thing. And you know, it was mm-hmm. like, wow, you know, after a while, you saying. I wish I could see some snow, you know, just something just kind of, kind of changed wow. things up. But, you know, they, they, you know, that's, you know, they're used to it. You know, that's, that's what they're born and raised in, in out there. And that's yeah. the environment. And, and it's mm-hmm. great. And it's great. I'm I'm not knocking it. It it, it, was, it was just wonderful. It, it, it'll take you a while just to get used to the environment because this is what goes on constantly. And it's like, it's the weather's great. The people's wonderful. They, they're very personable and, uh, uh, the music scene is is really hot over there. There's a lot of great musicians over there, and had opportunity to play with a lot of different different groups and, and made a lot of good friends over there. And it, it, it was wonderful. I, I,
4: I enjoyed it. You know, I really did.
3: Okay, hmm. very nice.
4: Yeah, I, I I don't think you know I would have had a problem with that either. Hey, you know, situation like <laughs> that on the beach. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it, definitely. Yeah, it was it, it was nice. Yes. Wait, you, an- you, Go ahead. I was going to ask Sam that, you know, with all of the success that you had as a music music educator and, and uh, you know, doing leading the bands and ensembles and things like that, were there times during your career where people uh that you worked with or some of the students that you work with even mentioned you going out and doing a solo career? Um <clears throat> Yeah, I'm I'm assuming
2: that they're they they kind of maybe they say it in a certain way because usually when I'm teaching band I'm 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 playing. You know, they you know, I I I, preach, I I teach as a example, I preach what I'm talking about, you know, I guess you know, I try to lead it by example and so I'm always constantly having my horn on my face, you know, I'm playing, using that as an example. So my students they have seen me perform, they see me because you know, that's something as a director, that's something I want to do. I'm not saying all directors have to do that, but I choose uh, to do that because you know, you know, when you're up in front of students constantly, hey, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, blah blah blah. This like, you know, after a while, you know, I like to see you do it. So I try to take that that thing that out all of, out of the ears or you know, that that notion that it, well, you, you talk about it, but you, can you do it? So I'm constantly doing what I'm preaching, and so they kind of like leave like the the problems are the, you know, okay, okay, we'll, we'll deal with them. You know what he's talking about, and you know, we'll go along with the program. So, you know, there's a certain lot of psychological things that you got to go through with students, you know, just to get them into your way of thinking. And so, I, I you know, for so many years, I just learned how to connect with them. I know what they're going to be thinking. I know what they're going to say. And so I kind of, like, knock out a lot of different things. And But, yeah, I had some kids, you know, just said, you know, Mr. Hankins, you know, You need to be playing this You need to be doing this professionally I said, well, I am doing this professionally I'm just teaching and and doing the same thing And I said, wow, how do you do this, you know, both And I said, well, it's not easy, you know, it's it's prioritizing my time and and just making the best of it but it's funny my students know when i had a gig and i come to school <laughs> they didn't they know they just feel like there and look at me i'm like half dead you know i got in by three or four o'clock in the morning and i gotta get up at six and in or five thirty, and and i'm standing there in front of them and it's like they know i'm not in my normal self where i'm a very hyper and i'm i'm going and yeah, one of my flute players say, "Oh, you must have had a gig last night, Mister Hankins. I said, "Yeah, <laughs> so no one bothers me." <laughs> so, so I, I you know, I think, I think they all, I think they all with it. You know, they 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 like me. They like to see me perform and play and and, and you know do do what I enjoy doing.
1: Oh, that's funny. That is funny. Well, now I have to mention that not only were you sought out for by Bermuda, but you were also recognized for your achievements uh, by Hillary Clinton. Tell us about that.
2: Oh uh, yeah, well that was, that was something I wasn't expecting. That was that was that's something that came across my desk or it was presented to me that I wasn't expecting. I think one of my parents um, sent that in or. Just aside to, you know, kind of like let the people know what's going on over here <laughs> at this middle school, and what you know what has happened, you know, since you know the other previous director has left. And and like I said, I'm not saying he even that he did a great job, phenomenal job. It's just you know starting coming in, picking up the program, and up to that point. And yeah, it, it, it's just all of a sudden, I the principal comes in and everybody coming in, the main room was like, what's going on? And and they said we need to resent you with something here, and and it was a plaque, and it was a it was a letter, and I think the principal read the letter and stating and about how they enjoyed the, you know what I've done with the program success, and how about education, and how about we need teachers, to, you know, keep doing what you need to do, and. And she said from Hillary Clinton. I'm just like, oh my God! Everybody everybody been banding together. Start clapping and everything. I'm like, what? Hell, so it 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 was was an honor just to to get something like that, or just to be recognized. So uh, yeah, it was it was it was a great feeling.
1: So is your name on a building or on a door or someplace (laughs) at the school? (laughs) I mean, is there a Sam Hankins music room or something like
2: that? Oh my God! Yeah, that's 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 very funny. That's, <laughs> no, I don't think they have made any monuments of uh, Sam Hankins. school <laughs> anything? Else. I was just an employee, you know. I just did oh my, my job. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah,
1: they, they need, was, to, they need to name something, something after you. They need to do something <laughs> up there. <laughs>
2: Oh, no, you like say I had a great time, a great eleven years there at the, at, at the middle school, and but no, it wasn't. No, no, no names, no plaques. It's just I just kept. I get up every day and went in, and did my job, and and just enjoyed it, you know. So no.
1: Wow. <laughs> Not at all. Well, congratulations to you on that. <laughs> oh,
3: thank you. Thank
1: you. Uh, excuse me. Okay, the next song is "Soft Touch." Tell me about this one.
2: Oh, well, just it it tells you like this. Uh, soft touch to I me, mean, even when I was coming up, uh, you know, I had this idea in my head, and this melody, I kept hearing this melody in my head, and and more, I kept working and going through the through the song. It, it's just like you know, soft touch just kind of came to me, you know, and this is basically what I feel. It, it's a nice, easy groove, you know, type of song you can put on, and you know pull out the nice wine glasses and have yourself a little Chevrolet and all that good stuff. and about Campbell, Campbellite, and just, you know, one of those type of tunes, you know, you can, you can put on for movie music. So that's, right. that's Bob.
1: Okay. From Sam Hankins, nothing between, I'm sorry. Um, nothing between us, a CD. This is soft touch. That was called "Soft Touch" from Sam Hankins. Nothing Between Us CD. When you listen back on your music, do you you still think you keep it simple?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do. Uh, I, yeah. I did a lot. Of, I did a lot of revise because you know usually you know what you come up with the first time you know is not what's always going to be the final uh, outcome. But you know for me because you know I,
1: you know how I had
2: a lot more complex things and and to me it was sounding great but usually the final test is I play to my wife and she usually has to say the yay or nay because she, mm-hmm. she just say, uh, uh, I don't like it uh, okay. and <laughs> I kind of go back and you know so if she you know if she understands what's going on just, so I have to have a sounding boy because you know as you know I, I tend to hear things more complicated and this and that. And I say, man, this sounds good. And But, you know, I guess to a novice, you know, it really doesn't matter. It's just, you know, how, yeah. how does it make you feel? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I, I try to keep, you know, I always try to keep that in mind. Just try to keep things simple and especially with the melody. You know, if you can sing along with the melody, if you can hear the melody or hum along with it, I can achieve my, my goal there.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Um, so Nothing Between Us was released in 2012. Are you working on new music?
2: Uh, yes, I am at this uh, at this moment. Um, I, like I say, I'm just trying to finish up some tracks and, you know, mixing and um, just kind of collaborating with some other people, you know, and trying to, you know, get things together with that. And so I'm, you know, hopefully I can, you know, it can come close to the CD as well, probably a little bit better. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited about it because, uh, you know, there's some, some good good things on here, good tracks, good musicians. And, and so uh, I hope to have it out probably by next summer, uh, you know, 2015.
1: Okay. And can you share uh, the musicians that will be on this next project? Woo! You want me to let the cat out of the bag, don't you? <laughs> I see you going to say that. Mike,
2: gets, you we get that all the time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you don't know, get that question. You want to let the cat out of the bag? But, no, I, I don't mind letting oh. the cat out of the bag. I, I, th- I think, uh, you know, these musicians I, I admire and, and and I hold up most of respect to. And so, they, you know, I'm going to ask them. I say, you know, hey, I'm trying to put this project together, you know. Would you like to, uh, you know, be a part of it? And they just jumped on and said, yeah. And yeah, I said, you know, I said, okay, well, cool. I I don't have nothing to pay you, but only for kindness. <laughs> you know, so they, mm-hmm. they was cool with that. And But uh, I have, uh, if, you, if you don't know this person, but I hope you get to know him. I hope maybe you have a chance to interview him uh, one day down the road. Uh, his name is uh, Mr. Terry Tuck. Uh, he's out of Detroit, Michigan, a phenomenal base player. Um, okay. And he's just um you know, if you, have, if you need to check him out, check him out. Just, you know, go Google him or, you know, type in his name, Facebook, Terry Tuck, you know, out of Detroit, Michigan, a phenomenal big and great friend, and he and, and has CDI that's doing very well. This. And so I have him playing on that. um, um. On this project, and I have—I uh, give you one more, because I'm not gonna sit here and tell you <laughs> everybody. And I uh, also have, uh, let's see, and your good friend, you know, uh, that you mentioned earlier, Joel Desrallou. Okay. He He's okay. also playing on it as well. Okay. So that's just is, this is a couple. That's just a couple, but I do have others.
3: Well, I'm thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, because we
1: do you know, not get the names; they will not tell us who's coming up on the yes, next project. We do not get that. But, so. Well, you know, I
2: just didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to slight anybody, even though I, you know, I kind of bitched those two, you know. But you know, there's there all those who, you know, you you'll find out and down the road and everything, and yeah. and you know, so. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really I'm really happy about this one. I mean, this is. Yeah, so that's about all I can say about it. Just, yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Sam, you've yeah. played with some major artists, though, you know, including Al Jarreau. So, you know, you're doing uh, very well. Yeah. yeah. Well, well,
2: well, thank you. I mean, you know, I I enjoy playing the trumpet, and and I just never thought it would this this instrument would take me all around the world and and to interact with all these great artists and musicians you know, it's just been a blessing i mean it's, it's just the schooling you know the mm-hmm. education is that's one aspect of it you know trying to put things in app you know and uh you know applying the applications of education as well as you know musician and teaching the music but when you actually got to perform and and that's a totally different schooling. you know, on the road and when you performing and and when you're entertaining and so that's a totally different education you know in itself as well so i'm i just been honored and blessed just to be able to do both.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now, I have to ask you about, because you did play with the uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn Miller Big Band. How did you get into that?
2: Uh, they, you know, I was in my 20s, and during that time, you know, they was on the road, and they was looking for a trumpet player. I think they came through town. And so I, you know, I somebody referred them to me, you know, at, at that time, and, and they say, Hey, we're playing at such and such and we need the Trump player, you know, I guess something happened to it to one of the no. Trump players and, okay. and so I just kinda went out and played and the next thing you know, hey, you wanna go on a road with us? Mm. <laughs> I said, okay. Call called my mom and said, oh, I'm uh, I'm thinking I'm not coming home. I'll see you about <laughs> a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was it was you know at that time I was you know I, I you know you, you know back in your twenties. You know, my God, things you know now. What you go uh, anyway?
1: So yes, that,
2: that's, a story. Yes. that's a story. Yes. So I I just went and just just enjoyed myself. You know, fool my oaks, as they say. You know.
1: Oh, good, good, okay. All right. So, where are you performing next? Um, I'm performing probably next
2: week. Uh, I think it's pretty much is on my website uh, mm-hmm. here in uh, here in Chicago. Uh, it's called uh, Suburbs of All uh, in Park. Um, I play with a, I play with a, several different groups. I play with a group called the uh, the New Shiny Star Shiny Star Group. It's a uh, Earth Wind and Fire troop band. And so we, you know, we have our full costumes and our wigs, and, and we play all Earth and tunes from the 60s, 70s, 80s, early 90s. And, and um, we've been pretty busy. And like I say, when you hear us, you think, is that the real Earthworm and Fry? And so, so that's when I'm playing, you know, playing next uh, with those groups. But me as an individual, um, I have no dates set up. You know, using my dates is going to be further down the road, some festivals and stuff like that. You know, I'm just kind of waiting them to come through and finalize and stuff like that. But that's when I'm playing again next week and a couple of weeks out there. And I also play in a lot of different bands, big bands, um, reggae bands, Latin bands, um, you know. So you know, whenever I get the call, I just put in my book and I just kind of go. You know. Okay. All
1: right. And tell us about your jazz institute.
2: Oh, the, okay, yeah. The the jazz institute—that's a camp that I I put together when I was down in Champagne. Uh, it, it was a summer camp for <clears throat> for students, you know, to keep them occupied during the summer. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, uh, you know, start something to keep them occupied so they won't lose their playing. And so I decided to start off with the jazz. You know, first year I opened it up. It was just, you know, small, you know, small plant of. Uh, not that many students, but as time went on, it kept getting bigger and bigger. I'm pretty out with maybe my first year, I started out maybe 20, and after that, it went up, to, you know, 40, kind of doubled. And third year, it, it just kept getting bigger, and I started hiring other teachers. And it was a, it was a camp, teaching how to teaching the kids how to play uh, jazz, you know, you know, we had a little history class about jazz, we had an improv class, and we had individual instrument technique class, you know, for the saxes, trombones, trumpets and then usually at a certain time, uh, before their class is over, the camp is over, we'll get together an hour before and have a big band rehearsal. And usually the camp ran a week and at the end of the week, uh, we put a concert on for the parents and and after that waited about another couple of days and I started another session. And so, you know, and uh, you know it went really well. It was it was a it was a good camp and and did that for a while and and I, you know, left to Bermuda. You know, that was that was it for for the count.
1: Okay. All right. Well, cool. Okay, I'm going to close the show with "Get Back," "Step Back." Tell me about this one.
3: <laughs>
2: that song was a dare. That song was, you know, I was talking to my students, um, you know, about different types of styles of music. You know, using when I'm, you know, in the music teaching my students you know you know there's certain concert band literature and stuff like that and and I, you know I try to refer a certain music you know so they can relate and understand you know especially you know they in rap and and that's not wrong with that there's a lot of great rap artists I enjoy, and you know the musicality that they you know bring to it and so one of my students said, do you got do you ever a rap tune on your c d you know at the time I' finished it, and i said no i'm 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 working on something." and so he kind of you know it kind of gave me the idea can I do a rap song with a jazz flavor but keep it funky and try to combine all these elements and so I kind of went home and and put something together and and I played it for my wife I said, what do you think she's just like whoa you just start cracking up where'd that where'd that come from man? I said I don't know so uh so, basically, that's how this song came came about. I wanted to see if I could uh, combine these elements and see if I can do this. And and my students, they, they like it. They they said, okay, you know. And I said, well, usually if I can get it past my students, if they sit there and listen to my music, I said, well, I guess I'm doing something right here. And so, oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. So
3: that's how they that, right.
1: that tune. All right. Well, I'm going to close with that. It's called Get Back, Step Back. Sam, thank you for giving us the opportunity to speak with you. Well,
2: thank you. I yes, appreciate definitely. it and thank, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thanks for the time and I uh, and like I said, it's a blessing and honor and and uh, appreciate it.
1: Thank you for your support. Oh, it's our pleasure. Our pleasure. Um so we were talking to trumpeter Sam Hankins. His C D is called Nothing Between Us. Um, visit his website, SamHankinsMusic.com. dot com. Follow him on Twitter at trumpetman underscore the number one and on Instagram at banddaddy Daddy That's an interesting name, Band Daddy. <laughs> 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 uh, thanks to those in the chat room I have a couple of guests And Joe from Journey Thank you as well for listening Mike, I will talk to you shortly um, In the meantime, you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen
4: And Mike Reynolds
1: And we look forward to talking smooth jazz With you again next time This is called Get Back, Step Back